0: are it's a small group but we will always have CR nothing will stop us unless it is a life-threatening event same goes for any other CR because we know that we all need to be back where we're fully accepted in all of our junk so my name is Shannon I'm a firm believer in Jesus Christ and I'm celebrating recovery from many things but can I be honest I'm struggling with deception. Now, this deception comes from a place or a person who we would never think would treat us in such a way. This person should be a very trusted person in our lives, and I mean on a relationship level, not an acquaintance level. In other words, this is a person you've never met, but it should be someone who looks out for my well-being, and they don't. And while I've prayed over this situation, I must confess that I have struggled in my heart, and I have confessed this to the Lord. I have asked the Lord to shine his light upon this situation. I have fully confessed that I need to forgive this person because I understand they are not addressing their own wounds, they are deflecting their hurt and right now I'm the target. And we always say that hurting people only hurt more people. But the part that I'm struggling with and I'm trying to understand is, how can you do something like this to a person that you're supposed to protect and nurture? I struggle to understand the depths of this person's wound. I struggle to understand the depths of it that are causing them to act in such a way words that they've said and the hate that they are throwing like hellfire and brimstone. So before we dive any further into this message, let's pray. Dear gracious Lord, we ask for your wisdom and your clarity in situations like this where we don't understand. We ask for your peace in this situation that causes deep distress and anxiety. We ask for your mercy when we react out of our own pain due to misunderstandings we ask for your forgiveness when we do not act properly according to your word and your will god we ask all these things in the precious and holy name of your son amen you see i said earlier that i confess to the lord that i forgive this person because I understand that they are not addressing their own wounds. They're casting their hurt upon everybody around them. So let me say this, forgiveness is not for them. It's for me. If I don't forgive them, it's like me drinking poison and expecting them to get sick. So before we go any further, you'll notice there are some stones there up front. And I'm gonna ask you to participate here If you have a burden on your heart right now, this is what I want you to do. If you have a burden that is a situation that you need to make amends, I want you to pick up a clear stone for each one. But if you have a burden that's a person that you need to forgive, I want you to pick up a blue stone. Take as many as you want, because judgment doesn't happen here. So if you will, there's a burden Please pick up your stones now. Amends is clear and forgiveness is blue. And I'm gonna ask you to hold on to these through this message. <clears throat> Take as many as you want. Because I'll be honest, I'll be the first one to show you how many I have. So after you've picked up your stones. And you sit back down. I just feel like we need to cover this in prayer one more time. Because the point of this message is to not take these burdens into the new year, to not give the enemy a foothold or an open door to follow us into the new year. as you continue to pick up your stones i'm going to go ahead and start our prayer the gracious heavenly father it's a very simple prayer help our hearts to see through your lenses through your eyes and your heart as we go into tonight's message we ask all things in the precious and holy name of your son amen You see, confession and forgiveness is a conversation that is between me and my Redeemer. I confess to cleanse the burden of my heart. I confess to the ultimate physician that I have a wound that needs to be healed. I confess to my audience of one so that my actions remain in his will because in the end, he will judge me according to how I have treated others. I forgive because I want my savior to forgive me. When I've acted through my flesh, which is not according to how his will would have me act. If I do not forgive, then it's like giving the other person a hammer so they can repeatedly hit me with it. You see, confession and forgiveness is a conversation that begins between me and my redeemer. The sad part is that this person doesn't even realize that they are being used by the enemy to inflict more wounds upon other people. And when the enemy cannot make our actions be of an unholy way, then he will tarnish our walk in the eyes of other people through attacks on our character. It's like the minute we become a believer We're not allowed to express any emotion. Can I just tell you the words that hurt me the most? She's a minister, she's supposed to know better. Now my reaction in my mind, and y'all be proud of me because I did not say it. My reaction was in Jesus' flip tables, get ready. But I didn't say it. We are to stand there, let the world slap us in the face over and over, and never counter with any defense whatsoever. And when we do defend ourselves, they say things that give us a guilt trip, and that's only an effort to control us. They might say something like, look how she's acting. Again, she's supposed to be a minister. She's supposed to be walking with the Lord. She's supposed to be a Christian. Christians are supposed to love everybody and accept everybody. This is what gets me. When someone sits there and looks at me and tells me how I'm supposed to act according to the Bible, and I want so bad to tell them, regardless what you say, God sees everything, the good, the bad, and the indifferent in all of us. So while your words inflict guilt, in the end, it is hard to keep my mouth shut but I do it out of respect, not necessarily for them or myself, but because I have an audience of one watching me. Just because we're believers, they say that we're not supposed to feel pain, hurt from deception, grief, abandonment, anger, anxiety, frustration. And when our trust is broken, when someone close to us has been lying in order to manipulate the situation, or the ones around us and so much slander comes out. It's always funny that the first scripture they know is turn the other cheek. Am I talking to anybody tonight? Are you struggling? The enemy does this to us. Has anybody had this type of situation? I mean, I know I'm not the only one that feels like I've been thrown away by someone who's supposed to protect me and nurture me. I know I'm not the only one who refuses to take these burdens into the next year. I refuse. In the name of Jesus, I refuse to take this burden into the next year because God created me to prosper. He didn't create me to be under somebody's feet. He didn't create me to be a doormat. He created me to do his business Jesus said, I'm here to do my father's business. And sometimes, it's not always accepted. I say all of this for a few simple reasons. First of all, when we give our lives to God, it doesn't make us untouchable by the enemy. He will find a way to get to us even through somebody we love that is perfectly innocent in a situation. Scripture says no weapon will prosper. Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. So when that guilt is being thrown at me, I have peace in my soul that God is seeing everything. And in the end, how we treat others will be how our judgment day is. The second thing is, when we make a commitment to our recovery walk, there are potholes along life's highway. I mean, has anybody fell in a pothole? I feel like I broke both my ankles over and over and over in these potholes. And I say that because my son will be 25 in May, and I'm 25 years free of cutting and depression and suicidal thoughts, but guess what? The enemy will dig a pothole in front of me the minute I quit watching the road. Some will take pride in seeing us fall in order to deflect their pain onto us and our situation and our stumbling. But Romans 14, 13 says, therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or a hindrance in the way of our brothers and sisters. I don't wanna be a stumbling block for somebody. And if I am, I want somebody to tell me real quick so I can make amends, because I don't wanna be a tool of the enemy. The next thing is the enemy will speak lies against us, but talk is cheap. Everything is always brought into the light When the truth is revealed. And I'll be honest, that's where I'm at in this situation. There are things coming to the light. And I want so bad to go, see there? Told you, told you, told you, told you, told you, told you. you." But the Holy Spirit says, just shut up and let me do this. I can do this without causing more issues. You're just gonna cause more issues. But it's hard to shut up because I've been through so much. I've had so much thrown at me. And I just wanna be validated for what I've been through John 3 21 says but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of the Lord audience of one see no matter how much I say or point out I don't see everything God does and in the end his final judgment, his final verdict, it's gonna be very vengeful for many. I don't wanna be on the end of that vengefulness. And the fourth thing is, the best apology is changed actions. I'll be honest, there's been times, somebody's trying to talk to me, and I'm like, God make me busy, so I don't have time to listen to them because they're lying again. And I wish so hard, liar, liar, pants on fire would be true. Because then if we saw everybody running around with their pants on fire, I'd be sitting there with a bucket of water making sure mine weren't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, can we used to be real. <laughs> but if we want people to see that God has changed our lives, we need to be walking billboards of his redemption in our life. James 4.10 says, humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. You know, it's the we're here to support each other, to walk with each other, to lift each other up. But in the end, God sees everything. Only he can lift up the areas of our life that we haven't shared with somebody, we haven't trusted with someone. And apologizing humbles us by reminding us that we're not perfect and we will not be perfect until God calls us home. We need forgiveness from God and we need forgiveness from each other. So we must remember that every adult can act like a child. There's been so many times I have heard the Holy Spirit say to me, you are acting like a kingdom brat. Sit down and shut up and start stop throwing a tantrum. I have acted like that many times. I've been a kingdom brat. You know, no might be a complete sentence, but... And I'm sorry is not a full apology, because it takes more to address the level of wrongdoing than just a quick I'm sorry. I'm not talking about being in a store and bumping into somebody going, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What I'm talking about is when we have a wound that has not been addressed, and we lash out from our hurt only to hurt someone else, that person needs to be validated that they're in pain and their pains caused by us. A real apology sounds something like, I was wrong for filling the blank. I know I hurt you and I'm truly sorry for my actions. And I will prove this by changing my actions. You will see it in my action. Will you please forgive me? Forgiveness doesn't come right away and that's okay. But when we have changed and our walk changes, People are willing to forgive us. King Saul gave us an example of an insufficient apology. He disobeyed a direct command from the Lord, and Samuel confronted him. Now, I'm not saying I'm like big and bad like Samuel, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to confront this person. I'm not saying that. But Saul first denied any wrongdoing, but later he admitted to his sin after being pressed for the truth. He still blamed his wrongdoings on the desires to please people. How many times have we been in a situation somebody is just fabricating? Like this little bit, I guess it's like a fish story. I caught a fish and by the 10th person, it took five of us to pull that fish in. You know, we do things to please people. You see, he was actually sorry that he got caught but he was not humble enough to truly admit his wrong. God was not impressed with Saul's apology and he removed him from the kingdom. I don't want to disappoint God to the point he takes away my blessings. I don't want to disappoint God to the point that he says, You are taking what I've given you, and you are distorting it, and you are no different than a false teacher. See, when we know we've wronged God or someone else, God expects us to make it right. Not just simply by saying, okay, let's just start over, which by the way is the apology I got. Let's just start over. And I had to bite my tongue and take a deep breath. And I'll be honest, I hung up the phone. That's the closest that person has come to an apology in almost 50 years. We make things right with God by repenting our sin, confessing to Him, and receiving His forgiveness. 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us for our sin and purify us, to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. That's our thoughts, that's our words, that's our actions, that's everything. And I've seen this happen. I've seen people confess, and there are words they use that they never said again. They're like, just naturally, it's something I don't say anymore. I don't know why. Because God took it from them. When we make things right with others by apologizing and we're admitting our wrongs, we're asking for forgiveness, and we're offering to make an amends or resolution. Luke 19.8, it talks about Zacchaeus stood, Zacchaeus, I can never say that word. Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goodness I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will restore it fourfold. So if I've wronged someone, fourfold, I confess to God, to myself, someone I trust, and I make amends, fourfold. When we're wrong, when we have wronged someone else, we should do whatever is required to make it right. And That includes correcting any slandering because once a word is out there, you don't take it back. Being reconciled to an offended brother or sister should be our top priority. Matthew 5, 23, 24 says that. So if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you The Holy Spirit nudging us, saying, hey, make this right. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. Go reconcile and then come back. God doesn't receive our offerings when we don't make those amends. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Matthew 5, 9 says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children, sons and daughters of God. Part of being a peacemaker is admitting our wrongs peacemakers forgive and as difficult as an apology can be at times it helps us to grow to be more like jesus by humbling ourselves to his teachings so that we can receive his grace this is the one that hits me like a brick matthew 7 1 through 3 says judge not that you not be judged for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye but do nothing about the log in your own? I don't want to be walking around with a telephone pole out of my eyeball. I just don't. I don't want to be a hypocrite. So we forgive because we want to be forgiven. Romans 9 through 10 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Can I be honest that when I struggle, that's something I confess over and over to God. God, I know Jesus is your son. I know he died on the cross. I know that you raised him from the dead humble me if I can't humble myself sit me down this burden that you've been holding on to it's time to confess your burdens it's time to give it to God but before we bring your stones up there's something I want to do if you've not given your life to God I want to invite you to do so tonight. I want to know that when I'm received, that we will see each other again. So I'm gonna ask everybody to bow your heads. And if you've not asked God into your heart, I want you to say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, for too long, I've kept you out of my life. I know that I'm a sinner and I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I'm ready to trust you as my Lord and savior. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the son of God who died on the cross for my sin and rose on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sin and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true I ask you into my heart to be my savior. Now keeping your heads bowed, if you prayed that prayer tonight, I'm just gonna ask you to raise your hand. As we close this time together, I'm gonna leave you with one final thought. Giving someone forgiveness Is meant to set you free. Do not withhold forgiveness thinking that you're punishing them. If we do not forgive, God will not forgive us. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, help us, heal us, guide us, show us how to live free from this bondage of our hurts, our habits, and our hang-ups. You created us to live an abundant life. I fully believe this abundance means to live in abundance of peace, mercy, and grace and forgiveness. Help us to live in that abundance by offering the same abundance of peace, mercy, grace, and forgiveness to our brothers and sisters. We ask all these things in the precious and holy name of your son. Amen. As the altars are opening up, All I'm going to ask you to do is if you're ready to lay down those burdens just bring them up here to the bucket that's all I ask the altars are open.